Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy. Sorry, I spaced. Uh, we, we're Arcade Cozy and this is us. Uh, my name is Chris. My name is Corey. And uh, we are back. Uh, call it episode 23, call it episode 22, part 2, but we are back we are with back. the final portion. The top five of our Ow. game of the year. Bow, bow, bow. We're hitting five How? through one. I'm oh home. yeah. How are Sorry. how are you feeling about it, sir? I'm feeling good. I feel like this is the most uncoziest podcast we have done. Um, okay. in terms of, you know, our top ten, because it is just nothing but hype train rolling yeah. through. Yeah. Um, so I apologize if listeners have been like, you know, I'm gonna sit down, have a cup of tea, and just kind of like listen to see what these two, you know, dudes have to say. It, it's not that, it's just nothing but hype. And um, you should listen to this in a car rider when you're working out, either or. Um, yeah, yeah. Or listening to heavy, heavy metal music in the background, too, because this is <laughs> just pure fuel. Yeah, I don't know. This is just all hype, Corey. Um, before we get going, I mean, we mentioned this in the last episode, but um, our, our uh, lists have been hidden from one another. We don't know what everything is. Um, so, Corey, let's make things interesting. What do you think my number one is? But I think your number one. What's is. my number one, Corey? Or what do you think? How about this? Well, how about let's do both. What's okay, my number okay. one? Also, what's the next game that's going to come out of my mouth? What's my number five? Ah, um, your number five is. I mean, we were talking about it in a, like a pretty bit. I think it's overboard. Okay. Uh, I think your number one uh, is Ratchet. Okay. Um, and Clank ripped apart. Okay. Yep. What, what, do you think, um, what do you think comes from me? I think your number five is um, either Death's Door or Voice of Cards, Dragon Isle <laughs> of the Dragons. Um, I think your number one is Death Loop. Okay. That's where I'm coming. We'll, we'll see. Won't we? Yeah. Well, have a d- don't don't leave us in suspense, Corey. What's your <laughs> Number five. Let's go. Well, you are wrong, Chris. What? My number five. And I, I mean, we've debated if this counts or not, but I'm choosing to count it. It is. Oh, no. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, P- God. S5 edition. Ugh. Bam! Tell us about it. How's it feel to be wrong? Oh, um, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what more can I say about this game? If you have been listening to this podcast for any sort of time, you have heard my absolute adoration for Yakuza Like a Dragon and Ichiban and the cast of characters, all experiencing their mid to late life crisis as they try yep. to save um, Inchinko. Is that how you pronounce it? Um, oh, Ichinjo. Ichinjo. Um, Ichinjo. Ichinjo. From. (laughs) I was was having trouble processing exactly what you were asking. (laughs) From the Omi clan, uh, the Yakuza's, and it is just a roller coaster of joy, delight, fun mini games, excellent turn based combat, and a great story to boot. Again, I have not finished this game. Yep. Um, I'm on chapters 12 of 15 and, but uh, 
again, it like Tales of Rise would probably be higher had I finished, but everything I have played, it has just been nothing but hits, no misses. Um, it's a great game. Yeah. It's yeah. a great game. And there is nothing more I think I can add to it other than that there are games that I finished this year that just happen to be a little bit better. But who knows? This game is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if Like a Dragon had actually come out this year, I think it on would PS5 have been... It didn't. <laughs> I think it would have been very high up my on my list. Um, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with our um, favorite games of 2021 that didn't come out in 2021. Um, I spoke about it at least. Corey, you refrained. Um, but the, um, yeah, it's it, Like a Dragon is a really wonderful game. And I mean, you're you're very much in for it in the last because those last chapters just ratchet it up and you really get into some good stuff. And, um, so I'm going to play once that beat solar ash. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a dragon, we've, we've talked about it, um, plenty across different episodes, just really wonderful game. I've become a, not a, not, I wouldn't say like a super fan of the Yakuza games because like, um, There's some, so many, <laughs> There's so many, and also like some of the like zaniness of it doesn't always hit with me. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to play all of the Sega hits in an arcade um, for hours. Like, I, you know, I don't. Some of the mini games don't always hit, but like, you know, I, I said this before whenever we talked about it in the past. Like, Yakuza definitely feels like a game where if you can get past a couple of the things, like some of the like. If if you have barriers that are like, you know, they're in most of them, there's not an English language track. Some of the more yeah. recent ones there is, obviously, but like, you know, some of the older ones, it's only Japanese um, or like some of the soap opera elements, whatever that is. Like if you can make it past some of those, you know, uh, preconceptions about it, um, I think there's something for everyone because yeah. it is open world-ish. It has like really um, interesting combat and it's very engaging the story is very engaging there are a bunch of side quests if you want to do it there are a bunch of mini games if you want to do it there's a bunch of like collecting this thing and doing this stuff and like um it's it's got a lot of really interesting things for everybody um so yeah very very good pick Corey. if it were a valid one so it is I got a you. valid one <laughs> uh my number five Corey it is, is uh is uh, Tales of Arise. Um, we spoke about it in our yes, previous episode, your number six, um, my mm-hmm. number five. Uh, it's nice. one higher. Nice. Um, the, um, I, yeah, I, I spoke about it then, um, but uh, yeah, very much loved Tales of Arise. Really excited to see where things are going forward. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, across the 50, 60 hours that I played it, um, loved every second of it. Um, which can't always say about JRPGs or games that run for 50 or 60 hours. Um, but, uh, I liked it. It was very good and I enjoyed it. Um, Corey, number four, what you got? Oh, okay. We're going, we'll go ahead and flip back. Um, (laughs) number four for me, we're on a rocket train, Corey. We're going, we are. Um, now I'm pumped to talk about this. I wrapped, I rolled credits on this game this morning. Um, 
This is a game that I thought would be an absolute and part of my French shit show. Um, okay. I, all the marketing for it was horrendous. Um, all the trailers looked horrendous. Um, everything about it screamed disaster. But I've played it. It is Guardians of the Galaxy. Comes in what? at number four for me. Oh my god, out of left field. Who saw it coming? Not me. Not this who, guy. I Not me. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Paul Red right now. <laughs> like, who thought we'd be here? Not me. <laughs> Not me. No. Um, Guardians it is, of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, I was shocked. Bamboozled by how much. Sound like it. I enjoyed it it is a crisp 17 to 20 hour game all narrative driven there is no fluff there is no little bit of here's this little extra sides it is here's your big chungus of the main story (laughs) here are your 16 chapters of these bunch of goofball assholes go have fun and that's what the game does um all i mean if you've seen the marvel movies the characters are relatively pretty close to um their on-screen counterparts counterparts uh rocket and groot are almost essentially like for like gamora and drax offer some very different not very different but some different takes um different flavor there especially gamora gamora offers a little bit more um and peter quill star lord also offers um, a very similar, you know, it is the character. It is the um, antithesis of what the character is. It's still there. You'll recognize it, but it feels more authentic in a way. He feels more, what's, what's the word? I don't want to say sad, but more of a loser of how okay. I feel. That's the best way I'm going to term it. He's very it's kind of pathetic almost at times. Okay. You're just like okay. this dude, man. That's how I like my Star Lords. But I'm, but it's it's done so well to where there is moxie there. There is charisma. You can see like okay. why these four other individuals would choose to follow this guy. And it, I think it's as far as I'm aware, it's his own original story similar to how Marvel Spider-Man was on PS4 okay. a few years ago. It doesn't follow, to, again, to my knowledge. Uh, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but it's his own original story. It follows the Guardians about six to eight months, I think, after their formation. And it okay. is a story about family, of them really learning to trust each other, of le- them learning to come together to help each other for their own, for the other's needs. Like, you need... it's their journey of like, you know what? I might be an a-hole. You might be an a-hole, but we really need you. This is important to you. So I'm going to help you do this. So together, let's be a double a-hole. Exactly. Um, But yes, um, I mean, it's just a a delight through there's constant quips, constant banter. They're one of two to three of them are always talking, always joking. Um, they're, I mean, always something's happening. They're, they're uh, pulling pranks on each other. They're doing stupid stuff throughout the game. Uh, it's great. Um, some of the in, like, some of the combat dialogue gets a little repetitive, 
but the lines are delivered okay. so well that I don't really care. Yeah. Um, the combat itself, um, I think the combat itself is done pretty, I think it's actually done very well. I just think the enemies are so repetitive and so similar that it does lose a little bit of its flavor towards the end of the game where it's very enemy focused, if that makes sense. Um, okay. In terms, because you, it's similar to Mass Effect and that each of the guard, all the guardians are on combat or on the field at the same time as you, and they all have their special abilities. And really using Groot's and Rocket's control ability, like battlefield control abilities, and then just pumping damage abilities with Gamora and Drax is very satisfying. Like uh, Groot will uh, send his tree roots to the ground, bind enemies into a place, and I can drop Rocket's bombs on them, or I can have Gamora do like this um propulsion blast with her sword or have Drax just like mm-hmm. run through them all. And there's a bunch of abilities like that where you can combo them together and do like these great moves or you can uh tie them all down or you can suspend them up in the air with rocket and you can drop these bombs on them as Peter Quill. Um all around like it's done extremely well honestly. It's just all the enemies yeah. are pretty much the exact same with very little yeah, varieties yeah. where I'm like, okay, like now I'm just like, okay, let me just do the combo that I know is going to get them, knock them all out immediately. Just move on to so the cutscenes and the story and the dialogue forward from there. And the voice acting's great. All the side characters are great. The lore is still there. It still feels like the movies and the comics. And it's just a great time. It's one of those games. It is a game that is designed for like games I've grown up playing. That 15 to 20 hour story, it's just narrative, and you're going to go through it, and you're going to see what's there to offer. And there's twists, there's turns, um, there's like very, there are some very good boss fights too. Like you fight a dragon in the game, and it is what? It is. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, it, it shocked me of how good, it has no business being this good in yeah. my opinion yeah. but it is um it's a lot of fun i encourage you to play it um and yeah, yeah. It I, and okay. I, I feel very confident um about it it's it's great rap it could be recency bias because i just like i said i finished it this morning mm-hmm. but again the whole time i had fun um, sometimes in yeah. combat, I'd be like, okay, you know, let's, let's move on. But it wasn't, I'm bored when we was like, I want to see what's next. And this is just more of, I'm kind of done with doing this combat, third combat encounter through this area. Um, yeah, yeah. Visually pretty good sound. The 80s soundtrack. Killer. Boom. That's my killer. Thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is my number one, Corey. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I, uh, uh, own it, have not played it yet. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I just haven't made the time, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's been the consensus is that like nobody expected anything from guardians of the galaxy turned out to actually be pretty good in a lot of respects. Like, um, you know, combat, maybe not the most inspired or, or puzzles or, you know, whatever, but like by and large, the narrative, the characters like just blew it away. People loved it. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to end up playing it once I do. Um, very surprised to see it on your list, but, uh, I completely just forgot about it. Who even knew? I, I'm, it's one of those games similar to Kenna where I'm like, I, this was very, 
again, I mean, it was higher up, obviously. Like, this was great. And you've set incredible foundation and incredible framework. Go do a sequel now that it had uh, people are excited about it and like yeah. crush it because I'm sitting here like you've yeah. done everything you needed to do to lay down a great gameplay structure, gameplay narrative, go tweak some of the combat. Um, there were some narratives. If it gets a little bogged down narratively in the middle, um, I think, you know, shore up some narrative stuff and toss us, send us on another adventure. I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, just mar- just market like it. it better next time because man, yeah. it's bad. <laughs> yeah, um, good deal. Four. I like it, Corey. Yeah, yeah I love it, um, Corey. My number four um, yes. as a surprise, as a disappointment, potentially. I don't know. Um, my number four is Death Loop, sir. Um, yeah, spicy. Would you spicy? Would you uh, mind if I said something really quick that way uh, about the fact that it's my number four? Yeah, uh, I want to just go ahead and say it's actually my number three. So if you want to have this conversation together really quick, we can since it's yeah, absolutely back to we back can. right here. Yeah, good deal. Uh, but um, the floor is yours first. Go for it. Yeah, um, yeah. Deathloop. I mean, we had a big episode about Deathloop. We had a spoiler episode about Deathloop. Um, we've talked about Deathloop a lot. Um, Deathloop. I mean. I think has some soaring highs and some mm-hmm. like, you know, decent lows. I mean, like some, some valleys in that respect. Like it's, it is a probably has some of like the best voice acting and just like, yes. you know, character, like just characterization of like, um, Juliana and Cole, like their relationship. I mean, in, Games that I've heard in a very long time. Just, I mean, blown away. It might be the best loved it I've heard to death. between them. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Like, listening to them, listening to, like, what they had going on. Like, when it got to the point in the game where, like, you weren't hearing those kind mm-hmm. of interactions between them nearly as often, like, it was, you know, actually disappointing because, you know, that was something that I really it looked lost forward to. charm um, at that moment. Yeah. My opinion. Um, and then like gameplay wise, like was coming from somebody who like very much loves the Dishonored games. Like one of the bigger frustrations with Dishonored um, is just you know depending on which path you go down, you're very limited in in your tool set. You know, if you want to go very pacifist. Um, you obviously can't use your big like razor bomb or you can't make rats eat somebody or, you know, whatever <laughs> like that. Like, um, and so you do feel kind of like you're working with half a toolkit in a lot of ways. Um, whereas with Deathloop, like Cole, he feels like, even though some of the powers I didn't really use all that much, like it was a thing where I felt like I could really kind of go in and equip myself to like, hey, I might legitimately use all four of these guns and I might use all of these powers and I might do these things. Like, I have no idea. Um, And it felt like I had more range to experiment in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, My, I mean, legitimately, what kind of knocked it down a lot in my mind, and I think at the time, whenever I played it, there was some of me kind of like pushing this feeling off just because Mm -hmm. like I wanted to... um, 
like I wanted to be fair and I wanted to kind of like, you know, look at it, look at it objectively. But like, you know, realistically, I was disappointed that the game was as like on rails as it was. Yes. In some respects of like getting because like how it was presented and marketed, like in my mind, it was going to be like a hitman style thing where it was just like, hey, you have to go through. You have to collect these clues. You have to figure out how to make this work. Like, that's what I kind of pictured it being. And it wasn't. Like, um, there are, now there are, from what I understand, there are settings you can go through to kind of like strip away mini map and, or like some of the markers and stuff to make it more of an experience like that. But at its core, it very much is just like, it's telling you this story. As you get a piece, it becomes like a check mark in your book. And then by the end, you're essentially like, just running from point to point to mm-hmm. make the stuff happen as it's supposed to. Um, and it doesn't like, it doesn't take away from a lot of the good things that go on, but it was disappointing just because it was something like it felt like it could be a lot more experimental that it could have really dug in. I mean, in the dishonored games were like the, those games really kind of took the approach of being a lot more open-ended in the way that you did things. Um, and I kind of expected that from Deathloop, unfortunately. Um, now, you know, on the other end of that, like you can argue it makes it like more appealing to like more of a mass audience who, mm-hmm. you know, maybe want to play through that game and play through that narrative and play through that whole experience, but aren't necessarily looking to solve this big puzzle and piece everything together and have to write out all these connections on a sheet of paper and whatever. Um, but I I do wish there had been some sort of like balance there that did feel like mm-hmm. you were really um cuz I I mean that I I didn't feel as I was going through this that I was really like figuring stuff out so much as I was just like you know getting to this point triggering this like cutscene or triggering this check mark and then just like checking off a box to yep. later this just be filled in. Um, so that was, that was my big disappointment. I mean, the, the narrative also, like, I mean, I wasn't expecting like huge things from the narrative and it's also not like a hot take or anything, but the narrative does fall short, especially toward the end. Um, and it's nothing to like be super excited about. Um, but I think like whenever it comes to games that, I mean, style wise, like has, Phenomenal style, great music, um, great art direction, great, interesting world and lore, Mm -hmm. wonderful characters, um, does a lot of really good things, just ended up being a little bit more disappointing in some of those respects than I figured it would be. Um, So it's it's at my number four for that reason, Corey. I mean, it's at um, my number three for, I think, a lot of the similar reasons. I mean, I agree basically with everything you just said. Uh, my take is just our, so it, it has a little bit of a window where it takes a bit to get in. And then I'll get to the ending in a bit. But the, like you said, the ending is very disappointing. But about yeah. in game, about hours four to 15 is electric, lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It is fast paced. The combat is smooth, it's flowing. You can tailor Colt to play however you like. His and Juliana's dialogue is 
probably might be the best just like back and forth in terms of voice acting so i've heard period yeah um and it is just nothing but fun left right center backwards you are it is lightning in a bottle i'm having a great time and so I think that's what keeps it so high on my list is that, and that right there, that is probably game of year in that 11 hour window. It is tight gameplay. You're memorizing like how you want to run through these loops, how you want to like work through each area. You're solving mystery, not solving mysteries. This is kind of um, things that, you know, you push away, like you said, and then it kind of comes to the forefront yeah. when you look back on it. Yeah. But you're figuring out the mystery. You know, it's like, okay, if I go here, then here, then here in this area, like I'll be able to do this. Um, oh, I know how to get to this visionary. Like I can hide here, skip across here, teleport there, boom, dead, gone, moving on. Yeah. And um, it's so good at that. But then kind of there's a moment in the game where Julian's like, yeah, I'm done talking to you. And it's basically their conversation cease. And it's in those moments yep. where you're, you're far enough into the game too, where it's just like, okay, now I'm just running from point to point so I can get this yep. visionary here. So I can do this. <clears throat> and then the ending at the time didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. And it doesn't necessarily leave a bad taste in my mouth. Now it's just very, it's a whimper. Uh, you get to the end yep. and it's just yep. like, because the whole game I'm sitting here, especially as you're kind of checking out the boxes doing this, like how has Colt never done this? Like this seems relatively straightforward, especially as you learn, like Colt's been there for like 14 years. Yes. He loses his memory from time to time, but at the same time, like I feel like, you know, he would be able to break it by now. And then it's revealed like, Oh, he's always been able to, he just never has had the guts to do it. And then you do it. And it's, um, it just it's it almost cuts off immediately. It just shows you back on the beach again, and it's clear that you've done it. But then the game just ends. It doesn't give you any resolution of what happens afterwards. It's just like thanks for playing. Um, and then you look. Did you want to? Did you want to put a spoiler tag in there, Corey, at all? Um, for for your ending. Well, I did all three endings. Um, spoil- <laughs> no, spoilers. I just meant in general. Did you did you want to? Um, well, we'll make a note for it. We'll, we'll, uh, just Spoilers in case anybody people. doesn't want to, I mean, if you're any, in case anybody wants to spoil the, the whimper of a, of an ending. Well, there's um, three endings. No, so, sorry. But, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, fair. Man, yeah, yeah. That is my bad. Uh, again, if you're listening to this and I've spoiled it for you, I'm very sorry. At the same time, it is a game of the year discussion. Spoilers are about, yeah. um, yeah. But and and also too, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's the the strong points are not in where the game ends up. Correct. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, it's it's a lot of running back and forth. They take away a lot of the freedom that you have or imply that you would have um, to solve the game. Um, a lot of the side stuff that happens throughout, I think, is very interesting. There's honestly probably just not enough of it. There's more characters yeah. throughout who are all, who also have memories of the time loop. Like they keep their memories. I'm like, okay, what's that about? There's like two or three other people who, you know, what, what, tell me about them. And the game's just like, no, yeah, they're, they're there, but we're good. And um, yeah, I mean, 
it's one of those things of like the things that they didn't do well just didn't really go well but the the, the things they did great are is phenomenal so yeah that's what comes at number three it was probably number one heading in toward this back end of the year but the more i've reflected on it the further down it kind of went there um but uh, yeah i mean still number three i still had a blast playing it but i can't look past oh, yeah. some of the negative that came um yeah. along with it yeah that's number three hit me with your we're top three top three top three we are hitting top three big um right now. so mine is um mine's kind of a realization of uh some of the frustrations that I had with Deathloop um, kind of done better. Uh, Hitman 3 uh, is my Ooh. number three. Um, Wait, we, I did play Hitman 3 this year. It's, did you it's play Hitman problem. 3 this year? I, I didn't finish Hitman 3, Okay, um, but okay. I did the first, um, what, three areas of the oh, okay. story. So uh, yeah. it's great. Just bonkers yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so I play i don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast just because i think i played i mean hitman 3 came out like in january um i played it later but i think it kind of preceded um the podcast starting um but yeah i i've slowly so i played a couple of the older hitman games um so had interest in the series but um with the new setup that started in 2016 with this kind of Hitman trilogy, um, I've been kind of like a slow, like a slowly growing fan Mm -hmm. because with the initial one, I played one, um, really enjoyed it, but was kind of just disappointed by like whenever I finished it, it kind of Mm -hmm. felt like a, Oh, this is, this is that kind of thing because it's just, it's essentially just like six, you know, disconnected missions that yep. then just kind of like ends. And the goal isn't to have this like big interconnected story. It's to like these, these levels are playgrounds. Like they're designed yeah. to be, you're supposed to learn them and challenge yourself and do all these kind of things. And so like, if you're not doing that, you are missing a lot of the fun of the game. Yeah. Um. So whenever I went into Hitman 2, I did kind of take a little bit more, care to try and do that didn't do it a ton a ton but i did um it started to grow on me a lot more because i was going back and i was like trying to do things differently and trying to do better and trying to do some of the escalation missions and some of these like sniper missions and some of the you know just this kind of stuff um so with hitman 3 you know at this point if you've played the first two Hitman 3 is kind of like this greatest hits collection because you can, I mean, you can access all yeah. three of the game's levels in there. Um, it essentially just becomes like this big, you're 25 Hitman missions <laughs> go, you like here, you know, do this whole thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, and it's still the, it's still, some of that still kind of lands. Like I'm not... I'm not necessarily the guy who's going to go in and just like over and over and over, like for hours and hours and hours, like I'm going to like beat this level to death and just learn every single thing. Um, But everything that like the Hitman games, I, I really love what the Hitman games do because it is this thing where like, again, some of my frustrations with Deathloop, 
Deathloop just really became kind of handholdy in like what seemed like a greater, like what could have been a greater level of just experimentation yes. mm-hmm. and like creativity. And Hitman is just literally that. Like it is a thing where you can go into a mission and usually the first time through, it'll kind of like hold your hand. Like you give it the option, but it can just hold your hand. It can just say like, okay, go over here, do this thing. Okay. Now go over here, do this thing. Okay. Now kill him this way. Okay. Exit over here. But the game has a lot of just check marks where it's like, okay, like kill this guy with a fish or try and kill both of these people at once or kill this person and leave within 10 seconds. Like this kind of stuff where it does kind of challenge and like the, even though there's a part of you that's like, okay, maybe I won't do that. There's a part of you, if you have any interest or any just awareness of the level, you're like, how in the world do they do that? Like in what way could they actually accomplish that? Um, And it is this thing where it does make you feel like it is this sandbox where you can just experiment and play. Mm -hmm. And in the fact, I think the fact that it also does, because like, I'm not a, super violent, gory lover of a person. Um, And a game just about killing people could very much kind of skew that direction where it becomes a lot more like, you know, it's a, it's heavier and really kind of leans into the violence of that. But like the Hitman games are goofy and you're wearing like weird costumes or you're killing them Mm -hmm. in weird ways. And like, there's, they're just like the way that it's built, it does kind of diffuse some of the, like that overall theme of just like murdering people. Um, and so it is this thing where it does feel lighthearted. It does feel very like respectful of it. It does. I mean, in a lot of ways feels very respectful of like your time. Like if Mm -hmm. you want to go through and you want to, squeeze this level for everything you want to know every inch of it where every person's patrol is who like where every costume you can pick up all this kind of stuff you can there's a lot of stuff to dig into and there are tons of levels to do it but if you also just want to kind of go through do it a couple of times move on you can do that and still be pretty satisfied with that experience um so yeah i mean i think had death loop kind of taken a similar approach I think Deathloop would edge out Hitman just in the sense that like Hitman doesn't, I mean, you are not connected to agent 47. The overall story of what's going on is, I mean, is basically a a non, a non aspect. Like it's not something that you're just coming to scenes for cut scenes. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think the fact that the Hitman games just are, I mean, in some ways are kind of just, in a league of their own, their own kind of just like they're, they are these, these big, I don't know the word, like big clocks, like all of these pieces yeah. moving together in oh, yeah. like perfect unison. Like it does, you don't feel a lot of games that way. Um, and I think the fact that everything just works super well, I think is just like a testament. It's such a good game. I need to go back and play more. I played through like the first like three levels, I believe. And okay. specifically the mansion one. Um, yes. Caught the knives my out attention. mission. Yes. Yeah, knives out caught my attention yeah. Yeah. so much 
And I think I might have mentioned it before on the podcast. I can't remember. Um, but it's one of those things of there's a whole murder mystery even going on there ahead of time when you get there. And yeah. like knives out. And I took up the investigation and I figured out who did it. And I'm sitting yeah. here and then like you you go to uh, Miss Carlisle, who you had been sitting there to kill, and I'm like, oh, I figured it out. Here's who killed him. She's like, oh, wonderful, thank you. And I go to turn away. I'm like, wait a second, I'm here to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just pulled out the gun. I'm like, pop, pop, moved on. Yep. Um, yep. But it, it's, and, but also I went back um, and uh, did it again and uh, fixed the thing in the greenhouse and. The girl killed Miss Carla for me. And I'm yeah. just like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there are numerous ways I think you can go about it, but I think I went through the mansion one like three different times. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where I solved the mystery, killed her, I had the lady in the greenhouse kill her for me, and then I sniped her from the balcony into the grave. And yep. pure fun. I need to go back and play that yep. more. Uh, I yeah, completely forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, and it's also worth mentioning too. Like if you're hmm. if you're unfamiliar with the Hitman games, like they there are a couple of DLC things that they put out that are paid. Um, but by and large, like they put out new stuff. Like if you are a person, Constant. it can almost kind of be your like your living game because they put out new like contracts and new missions and new like kind of. Um, you know, Almost these, like weekly to bi-weekly and like there's new levels out like monthly almost. Yeah. So. And it's all like, I mean, they don't put out like brand new level levels, but they'll do remixes yeah. of levels. They'll be like, they'll be like arranged in a way that's different that makes it feel fresh because like, you know, you may be trying to get access to an area that like you had no you had no reason to be in before like in the main story um so it has a lot of stuff that is legitimately like um engaging that you can come back to um so yeah and it and it also has like certain missions that like are one time only where it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah you can only do this mission in the next three days and if you do it once and you fail he's gone you can't do it again yep it's gone forever. Um, so stuff like that, like there, if you are a person who really wants to like get in and really just soak up everything, there's a lot of stuff that you can do for, you know, just the cost of a mission, which yep. in today's world is, uh, not very common. Um, no. so, <laughs> um, so yeah, Great. Hitman three, I mean, it's, nice. um, three, I really Hitman enjoyed three. it. And also, I also I also do intend to come back to it and I did kind of dig into some of that extra stuff, but, um, there was some stuff that like, um, I just never made it back to some of the older levels that I wanted to kind of replay, um, that I haven't in a while. Um, so yeah, I plan to plan to go back into it at some point. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Corey, um, your number two, sir. What you got? Here we go. The heavy hitters. Yeah. We're, we're uh, in my the, big, runner, the big dogs. My runner up for this year, and it was a game you talked about earlier, um, is Death's Door. Oh game, my god! A game I had wrapped um, a couple weeks back now. Not a couple weeks. Uh, before Christmas, um, I had wrapped okay. it. Um, maybe the week before Christmas. I can't remember. But what a delight of a game. Yeah. 
Um, yep. You know, I'll give my thought. You give me your thoughts. I'll give my thoughts on it now. Um, it, for me, it was a breath of fresh air and a new style of mm-hmm. game. The from articles I've read and things I've listened to and what people said, it was a very they're right. This is just a Zelda game with like new flavor, new world, all that added to it. And I have never played a Zelda game outside of Breath of the Wild. Um, and so this was uncharted territory for me, you know, this top down um, game where you essentially dungeon crawl, uh, tight combat, um, NPCs littered throughout. And all in all, every moment I had with it was extremely joyful um a delight it's wacky it's quirky um the whole corporate death setting is fun um it's comical and i guess spoilers abound in the grandma's area where um she's the the urn witch uh but instead she turns her grandson into a um pothead and Mm -hmm. i cackled at that and it's just like <laughs> i have a pot for a head and i'm like ah yes the grandma has the grandma has a stoner grandson and yes. he is he just lays out by a tent in the garden yeah no i'm just sitting here like i've i see what you've done and i applaud you um, yeah. kind of, <laughs> <laughs> um but just throughout the game there's stuff like that and ah, the combat is so good it constantly challenges you with ever, without ever truly punishing you, I feel like. Um, everything is pretty like straightforward. There's, like, there's puzzles to it, but nothing's extremely like difficult. It's just you have to take the game for what it is and just tackle it from there. Um, yep. But through, throughout the game, I am just enjoying the world, enjoying the lore that's presented towards the end. And enjoying the message of like, this is a natural thing that has been halted and we need the natural yeah. order to proceed. And it's up to you to do so. And then yeah. there, you know, throughout like, there's the old crow who I'm super angry with because he essentially like traps you and forces you to do this mission for him. And then yeah. spoilers, big spoilers ahead. Um, this crow that has essentially helped you and guided you has encouraged you as you whether since he did force you, but he has encouraged you to essentially um, take down all of these old souls who are past their expiry date, souls that should have already moved on and who have avoided the natural order. Um, you eventually take down all three, you open death's door, quote unquote. Yep. And yep. the old crow um, realizing like there's no way for him to get back. essentially just goes mad and you have to take him down. And yeah. that was probably my favorite boss fight there was in the game, but it was also the most sad boss fight. And I'm like, I don't, this, this is awful. This, this, you know, it's past his due date as well. Yeah. He should have passed yeah. on by now. And all he wanted to do was go home. And I felt horrible doing it. Um, but just throughout the game, I was just on board with it. The crow, the fact that you play this small little crow with this cool sword who has this, a spectral bow and arrow, and you learn more magic powers throughout. I'm just like, I'm in. I'm sold. I'm yeah. having a blast. Um, and by the end, you take down the Lord of Doors, which was almost one of those boss fights that annoy me towards the end of the game. It's like, ooh, you've ramped the difficulty up a lot here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I eventually took him down. Um, didn't take me too many tries, but it took me enough to get a little peeved about it. Um, 
but altogether, it was a delight. It was great. Yeah. I I, yeah. I got done. I set it down, and I'm and I was sitting there like I know there's post game to it. You told me about that, and that'll be yeah. something I think I will go into because I was like I want more of this. I yeah. want to see more. I want to be the little crow more, and I want to experience the world um, yeah. with them. And yeah, I can't. The only thing I can say is go play it, enjoy it. While it is a, I saw some people comparing it to a Souls game. I don't think it's very Souls-like, in my opinion. Um, no. I think it's a very cozy game. There are game. Souls. But, there are yeah. Souls. So I think it's a very cozy game. Like, combat yeah. can be tough at times. Um, but all around, you're just exploring puzzles. You're helping other NPCs throughout the world try to essentially reclaim their homes that was taken from them by yeah. um, these not evil but um, these souls who have essentially decided that they should be immortal and they don't yeah. need to die um, and have kind of taken the land over, it's for only others to have to suffer for it. Yeah. Um, and it's you working with them to help essentially pass those souls on and that way those people can reclaim what was theirs. And it's great. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I love it a whole, whole lot. And yeah, it is my number two game of the year. A great runner-up, in my opinion. I love um, it. Yeah, but yeah, very nice. Chris, yeah, hit us. I um, no, I, I, I spoke about Death Store, but yeah, I mean, it is a, um, it's a delight. I mean, I think um, games don't have to be just revolutionary to be good, um, no. like. It's in it. I mean, in some ways it isn't. I mean, I think there's a lot of like really neat stuff and then it does like dig into some really like neat topics, but, um, yeah, it just does what it does really well. And I was very excited to play it. Um, pretty much enjoyed it. I love it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, That was my two. Give me your two, Chris. So my, my runner up, um, legitimately, I mean, I kind of bounced in between like putting it higher, like as a number one, um, putting, I mean, it, it could have landed in a number of different spots. Um, but my number two is, uh, Psychonauts 2, sir. Ooh, I know you've been um, playing that a lot recently. Yeah. So yeah. We are um, on the, on the games. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, disclosure similar to Loop here. Like, it's a game that I haven't quite finished. I'm at the tail end of. Um, but I put it off a little while. I mean, if you listened to our most anticipated games of the rest of 2021 episode um, a few months back, um, Second Odds 2 was well up there. I was yep. very much looking forward to it. Um, but I wanted to, it's been a while since I played the original Psychonauts. I wanted to do that. So I did, um, finally made time to, um, and I'm very glad that I did because like the original Psychonauts in like some of the narrative and some of the like characters and stuff is interesting, but I mean, it feels like an old game, like plays like ass looks like ass. (laughs) Like it's not a, it's not a game that was like particularly fun to go back and play through. Um, but I think 
really laid the foundation for me to appreciate what Psychonauts 2 was because Psychonauts 2 pretty much immediately is just, I mean, it feels like a realization of what they were going for with Psychonauts 1. Like, um, it is consistently, I mean, I have played through probably like, I mean, it has like an overworld. It has a real world setting. Um, but it also has probably like a dozen mines that you enter into. And I don't know that there's been a single one that I've looked at and just been like, eh, that was fine. Like right. legitimately across the board, like I'm going into these and it's like, you're going into, you know, this, like it's a food game show where like all of the, like you're trying to impress these judges by making really good food. And like, here's this one where it's like, uh, you're kind of like a pirate and you're exploring, uh, all of these islands and kind of sailing around and stuff. And it's also wrestling with themes of alcoholism. And, you know, it's just okay. like, it's, um, I, I mean, it does a, a disservice for me to, de, to describe it that way, but it is this thing where like the game at its core is just a very trippy platformer like that's what it strives to be is it wants to be kind of like psychedelic in tone and scope and like dress and look um and it feels like now they've finally been able to have like the technical power to be able to effectively do that where like you can go around the corner like there'll be a spiraling staircase and you go through it and like as you're you go around one side and like you're in this one area. And then as you come around the other side of that spiral, like you're now just in a completely different area, like the world's changing constantly, all this stuff's going on. And it really does make you feel like you're in another world in, you know, of a sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has been, it has been such a fun game to play. I very much enjoyed it. Um, very much enjoyed just like the continued world building because the original Psychonauts like laid out kind of the foundation of some of these, some of this world and what was going on. Um, but this really kind of like as sequels do a lot of times, like really kind of digs in and really kind of expands a lot of the lore. And I think to a lot of great effect, like you're learning a lot more about what the Psychonauts are. You're learning a lot more about Raz's family. You're learning just a lot of things. And there's some genuine, like just, revelations in the narrative that kind of come up as the game goes on that just make it like really interesting to continue to be a part of. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, the game to me has only gotten better. Like a lot of games they do kind of like start off really strong and just kind of drop off. Like, I feel like the game has only been getting better as I've been going along and I've only been more invested in doing it. Um, and the other big thing too, I mean, in comparison to Life is Strange True Colors, and I kind of mentioned it whenever we spoke about it in our last episode, um, the, you know, Psychonauts 2 also deals with some of the issues of, like, if you have the power to change someone's mind, should you? Kind of, like, that kind of right. stuff. Like, yeah. um, wrestling with some of those ideas. It isn't just, like, because it does wrestle with, normal everyday like phobias neuroses um like 
just kind of general sufferings of the human mind, like alcoholism, like depression, like anxieties and split personalities and all this kind of stuff. Um, But it also, I mean, light spoilers for the very beginning of the game, but there's a, you know, there's a pretty early on, I mean, you join the Psychonauts, you become an intern, and they're going on a mission that you want to be a part of, and your teacher won't let you. Hmm. Says it's too dangerous. So rather than sitting back, you end up going into her mind and essentially rewiring the way that she connects things to make her want to take that risk to let the kids go on this dangerous mission. And she's changed at that moment. Like she's, she acts almost like a completely different person. And you can see in Raz's face, like, I don't think I should have done that. Like that was a, that was a bad idea because now like, it's not just like, Oh, well I got what I want and everything's fine. It's I fundamentally changed a person like, yeah, through what I did, I changed what they think, what they value and made them into somebody else completely. And like, is that okay? Should I do that? Um, and so it really kind of like, it could just be like a surface level, you know, we're gonna, this world's all about this thing and this world's all about this thing. And we just kind of like lightly brush over some of the stuff, but it's like, it does actually get into some deeper things of like, changing people, making somebody like the morality of making somebody, someone different just to reach your ends potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Phenomenal looks wonderful. Um, the only real knocks against it, um, the combat's not great. Like, you know, better than the old Psychonauts, but feels like for a game that's made in 2021 could be better. Um, And same thing with the platforming, like platforming is a little like it's not bad. Like, I don't I don't think there's anything like bad about it, Um, but doesn't necessarily feel as tight as something that you, you know, you could play like a Mario or you could play something else and it would feel significantly tighter. Um, But those are I mean, legitimately, like those have been the only things that I've felt negatively about it. It has been just a like even as somebody who was really looking forward to Psychonauts 2, I have been over the moon about it. Just love it to death. Such a good game. It's beautiful. I mean, I've heard nothing but praise about Psychonauts 2. Um, and I'm very glad to know that um, you've dug it, that you love it, and that it comes in yeah. like two for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you were very excited for it, and I'm glad it's lived up to your expectations. Um, um, yeah. sounds like a great yeah. game. I don't know if it's for me. I've seen like gameplay of like the first and second. I don't know if it's something I want to dig into, but who knows? Maybe down the line, I just might. Well, and, and some people legitimately haven't dug it. I mean, there've been plenty of people who've been like, yeah, I thought I'd really get into it. And I played a little bit and just really kind of bounced off. Like, um, I, there, there are plenty of people in that camp, but, um, yeah, I, I could have, um, it could have been my number one, um, barring a couple of the like negatives that I had about it, but, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. Well, um, I think we're, I don't think we're at our number one now, and I think we have the same number one. Um, in my mind, we do. Um, so how do you do do we now, Corey, in your mind? I think so. What is it? Um, go ahead I mean, just i'll go ahead just, and do it just then. hit me with it rip ratchet and clank okay. yeah. rip off the band-aid 
apart. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, Corey, it was inevitable that this would be the number one. I mean, for you and me both. So. We, I mean, we are PS2 stands and Ratchet and Clank came out on the PS2 and it, what a yeah. journey it has had to now that it uh, has delved into the multiverse of the Ratchet and Clank universe. Mm-hmm. It delves into Ratchet and Clank's journey. They have saved the universe countless times. They are heroes celebrated and adored. They have their own merchandising. They are the guys. And it kind of deals with uh, Ratchet's. Um, he's kind of sitting here like, you know, is this it? And like, yeah, are we? He's kind of wondering, like, you know, are we washed up? Is this the is like, you know, have I done everything I could ever do to accomplish? Everything I've done is great, but, you know, kind of this hollow feeling um, that yep. he has. And uh, the game um, kind of flips everything on its head. Um, Dr. Nefarious, who is the main villain throughout a majority of the series, uh, the yep. main antagonist, actually wins for once. He steals the Dimensionator that Clank had built. So Ratchet, who is a Lombax, is the last Lombax yep. of his kind within the universe. And uh, based on previous games, there's other Lombaxes out there. And the goal was for Clank to be able to allow Ratchet um, to go and find them. And Ratchet is presented. It's, it's the devil into the game, but Ratchet is presented the opportunity of something that you've wanted for so long. You are presented with the opportunity to go and seize it and to go and like pursue that. And you almost get stage fright. You're like, this is it. Am I ready for this? And it's the yep. majority of the game is ratchet dealing um, with this. But regardless, Dr. Nefarious wins. Ratchet and Clank are split up. And that's where we meet our new um, Lombax, Rivet, who is the ratchet mm-hmm. of this other universe who always loses um, yeah. their doctor nefarious and the game goes from there. But since this is both of our number ones, I don't want to hide this conversation. Um, so Go for it. No, yeah. I mean, we we never got to have a like big Ratchet and Clank discussion just because you know Ratchet and Clank came out middle of the summer. Um, that was before we started the podcast. But yeah, I mean, before my wedding, I know I remember that. I was so disappointed in your wedding. I was like, I just wish I were at home playing Ratchet and Clank right now i, I took the day i took the day off work <laughs> and went and got it and played it that morning for like an hour yep yep um no it uh yeah we we both were very hyped for it. we both have a lot of fond memories of ratchet and clank and and i mean that's the thing is like i have heard a number of people like i mean i, I think a lot of like goatee lists it's it's kind of like in the middle it's nothing yeah it's nothing too high. People aren't like super hyped about it. It's just more ratchet and clank. Um, but I mean, the thing for me, and I mean, it's, it makes it kind of like an unfair comparison, but like the thing for me is like a, a ratchet and clank game, regardless of, you know, what the, I mean, maybe not regardless, but like if it's has new worlds and it's just new guns and it's new, like a new story, I'm going to eat it up regardless. I don't care. Like Ratchet and Clank feels like such a good game to play. It feels like a just like the guns are always over the top. 
feel great. The world is always fun and very well realized. The platforming's great. It looks wonderful. There's so much just like good stuff consistently. And that I think kind of married to the fact that this is a game that kind of has, I mean, other than like Astro's Playroom and Returnal, um, like was one of the first games to have like a fuller realization of what the PS5 could potentially be in the future. Yeah. Um, it flexes the console really well. Yeah. And I mean, like that, like as a watching Ratchet and Clank, which like back in the PS2 was just like, kind of potentially at times like kind of chugging through some of the stuff, just kind of like blank polygons, just kind of like, you know, a game that evoked the feeling of this space, you know, caper, like what, you know, whatever you would call it. Um, I mean, this is like, it's running at 60 frames. It's got like ray tracing. You're Mm -hmm. whipping through like different worlds and different dimensions all in an instant because of what the, PS5 is capable of doing like it's just it it's not the first time that it has this like that it's able to kind of achieve I think what Ratchet and Clank could achieve I mean I would say plenty of past games crack in time like all this kind of stuff like they really do an incredible job but like seeing the world shown off in this way where you're getting pulled through these different worlds and you're like warping to different areas instantaneously and all of this stuff's kind of happening at once. Like it just, it is, it creates such a rich, like Saturday morning cartoon of a space world. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be the big pure, like Dune or expanse or mass effect or whatever it is, where it's this like very serious, gritty, um, pure space opera type thing for me. Like it's, it's fine that it is what it is. Like it doesn't have to be this like super emotional, very like, you know, resonant kind of story. It doesn't have to be like pushing the boundaries in this way, just because like, honestly, I think the fact that Ratchet and Clank exists in the way that it does and still can stay relevant 20 years later, like, I mean, I think it's a feat in and of itself. Um, and yeah, um, completely all the time impressed with it. And I mean, and that's the thing, like that was the thing that kind of like bounced between me and Psychonauts 2 is I feel like Psychonauts 2 has a lot of like more narrative weight to it, like a lot more emotion, but I mean, to Rift Apart's credits, like the addition, the addition of Rivet's um, and then of Kit, like, does kind of add this layer where you are seeing, like, new vulnerability and new kind of, like, mm-hmm. added emotion into these relationships. And so, like, even though it isn't, like, this, you know, powerhouse of, like, making you, of, like, hitting you in the feels, it does, like, I think open the door to really kind of make the series potentially a little bit more, like, emotional, dig into a little bit more of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. Um, but, like, you know, Insomniac has matured significantly as a company over the years. And yes. I think, you know, assuming the Ratchet and Clank continues on, um, I mean, it could be years before we see another one, but assuming that it does, you know, I I would imagine they'll continue kind of blending some of those more modern 
narrative storytelling elements into the game. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I absolutely love the game. Um, think it's incredible. Think it's beautiful. I will eat up any Ratchet and Clank game that comes my way. Nom, nom, nom. I cannot <laughs> get over it. I mean, I agree with everything that you said there. The guns, all the guns in this game are great. They're wacky. Um, they definitely make use of the um, half trigger and full trigger on the yep. PS5. Um, I think uh, overall boss fights going through, as you were describing, you're being thrown from dimension to dimension, and there's never a load screen. There's never like pause in the fight. It is just right. nonstop. You're going. It's incredibly well done. The amount of things just happening on screen at any one time is jaw dropping as well. Uh, I mean, the game plays great. It's smooth combat. It's extremely well done. It's very tight. It feels natural and good as you're playing, especially at 60 frames per second. I initially started out at the uh, better graphics and then switched to the 60 frames about halfway through the game. And I was like, I've been playing this game wrong this entire time <laughs> um because it is it is smoother than butter um yeah it's yeah. so good but i mean i yeah. think they handle the two leads well throughout the game you switch back and forth as a ratchet and rivet at different parts of the game on different worlds each one's kind of working they slowly come together and they work together to take down dr nefarious and i think it's done extremely well the pacing of the game is top notch it doesn't feel too short and it doesn't overstay its welcome either granted i could play twice the length of a rat of that game for ratchet but at the same time it feels done extremely well all the leads ratchet clank rivet kit all get to go through their own emotional journey all get to deal with their own like inner struggles and all get to come out better for it in the end and again nothing feels forced Nothing feels underdone. Everything about it is just chef's kiss, in my opinion. It's just done so well. And yeah, it's my game of the year by, I think, a long shot. And I, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I platinumed it. I know you platinumed it. Um, And I could go and replay it all again and platinum it over again. It's just, it's it's a beaut. It is game of the year in my eyes 2021 the year of ratchet and clank <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's one of, and it is one of those i mean uh, our list kind of reflected in a way where like mm-hmm. you, know, you and i both had kana yeah. on our list damn ratchet and clank um i had psychonauts too but you know we're very much products of like early yes. 2000s yeah. gaming like ps1 ps2 like you know there's a level of nostalgia there that I think is a little bit difficult to separate. Um, but I think it is the thing where a lot of these like developers who continue making some of these games that do lead, you know, we've, we've used the term and I've heard the term elsewhere, um, yeah, like yeah. nostalgia, like it being this thing where new games that really lean into that hard, you know, it's been a, like yeah. they're doing it well. And for some people that doesn't hit like people who were, newer to games or people who didn't really love those games to begin with. Like 
it's not really their thing. They're not going to all of a sudden get super into ratchet. And even if they do, it's not going to be their favorite thing in the world because it's just more ratchet. Um, but I mean, for people like you, for people like me, like it is this thing where it's like when it's hitting on all cylinders, it's like, this is, it's the peak. This is, this is what it is. Like these are, these are games and we love them. And like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I'm very happy that in the year 2021, we're still getting Ratchet and Clank game. And, uh, yeah, I love it. I hope they do Um, another. I want to see more kit and rivet, whether that's in their own game or back on the ride for Ratchet and Clank as well. I, I want more of it. Just, uh, keep on feeding it. Insomniac. We know you love it. We love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just keep doing it. it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Corey, did you have any other, do you have anything that you would like to mention? Like games that didn't quite make your list that you just want to kind of um, highlight for I mean, a second. You, Overboard um, came out uh, this year. It was a great um, mix yep. of yep. a murder mystery puzzle slash uh, roguelite almost. Um, where you essentially tried to over and over away get do the perfect murder and collect all the monies off it. Um, it was good. Um, very, very uh, yep. well done. Uh, I did start unsighted. I didn't uh, have the chance to finish it, okay. but what I have or get super far into it, really, I got maybe into the first hour, hour and a half of it, but never enough to really have a strong opinion or strong enough opinion to include it into the list. Um, but what I have played of it is great. Okay. Um, it is, I see why there's a lot of hype um, around it, why a lot of people have talked about it. Um, and so, and then, um, I think those are really the only two um, that, that are like, give that little honorable okay. mention. Actually, I mean, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, I've yeah. loved, I've yeah. enjoyed. It is, um okay you know it was it's up there i haven't finished it i'm on the elite four now so um but uh oh, oh, look at you um but um yeah, yeah i mean kind of in those pockets um those are those are probably the three i would say get a little bit of a shout out what about you very nice yeah um a big one that I played that I very much enjoyed, but kind of made the decision to not include um, Mass mm, Effect yes, Legendary I Edition. Really, really um, played, play yeah, played one and two. Um, and it isn't to say that neither of them deserve a place on this list. I just kind of came from the perspective where it was like, you know, um, I love the mass effect games and it felt a little unfair of me to, um, just kind of throw mm-hmm. them on there. I wanted yep. to put some fresh blood out there. Um, so yeah, I mean the mass effects legendary edition, like if you haven't played mass Effect, you should, you can, um, to great effect now. Um, it, yeah, I loved, I loved one and two. I'm going to play three, um, here at some point soon again i don't know um but yeah um really enjoyed that um overboard also kind of on my honorable mention list really enjoyed that as well um did get a little repetitive whenever you're trying to run through and just kind of like solve some of the very small 
minute details. Um, but really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed the overall vibe of it. Um, yes. Eldest Souls, yeah. we had kind of, um, it was a game that like I had fun with, um, but you know, wasn't like super yeah. memorable. Um, Maquette was also on mine. Um, the, the other like big one that was on my honorable mentions list was uh bravely default yes. two, um, which I played through to completion. Um, I like, I enjoyed bravely kind of default didn't two make your list, a lot. Think about it. Um, yeah, the main reason being like the, I do not know many JRPGs that I cared less about okay. narratively than okay. bravely strong words. Too. Like, I mean, it was legitimately a thing where, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, I feel like in those games, that's a big part of it. Like really digging into the characters and the story and everything. Like that's a huge part of it. And like, I just didn't care at all <laughs> about any of it. And like it, you know, I'm skipping through cutscenes. I'm skipping through dialogue. Like, I mean, it was this thing where it was like, I got the gist, but I really did not care to learn more about like some of the nuances of these characters, mm-hmm. you know, just all that kind of stuff really did not draw me in. Um, that being said, like bravely default has like a wonderful class system, very strategic, very challenging, like as a JRPG that you play, like, very good in that regard. Like I had a lot of fun playing it. It was just whenever it came to the story, I was just not fair enough in it. <laughs> it just did not draw me in at all. Um, so, you know, and I've heard, I've heard people say different things. I've heard some people say it was very compelling. So I could be very nah. off base in saying that. I don't know. Um, other games that I did not play that could have ended up in like an honorable mention or on my list. Um, Wildermyth, uh, Metro Dread, Wildermyth, so yeah. bad. Uh, Metro Dread, Scarlet Nexus, Forgotten yep. City, um, yep. Lost Judgment. I started, um, did not do much in. Maybe played about an hour. Um, Unsighted also was you know on my list mm-hmm. to play, and then um, also Ruined King, the League of Legends RPG yes. that yes. Yes. Um, came out. Um, also really wanted to play. Um, especially coming off of Arcane, like just mm-hmm. I think they're really kind of killing it with some of this um, like extra outside mm-hmm. of League of Legends stuff. Um, so yeah, there's there is a lot of stuff that I want to dig into going into the next year that I missed. Um, but yeah, 2021 really good games, really weird games. Yeah. Um, really just weird year in general. Like. You know, it's next year, you know, there seems like, you know, we'll, we'll have an episode where we're talking about like our most anticipated from 2022, but I mean, they're like heavy hitters next year. There's and this year, Goliaths. Yeah. This year seemed like fewer of those, you know, not as many, not as many just obvious game of the years. Um, you know, is evidenced by the fact that it takes two, one game of the year. Like it's, we don't talk about. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, not that it's not deserved. It's just, is it, it's not the obvious choice. I wouldn't have no. guessed it. Um, I still need to play. And that. I, yeah. I mean, and I think that that's just kind of the case across the board. Like 
you know, this year, the game of the year for people could have been a lot of different things. Um, which kind of makes it interesting. Kind of like it. Um, but yeah, Corey, do you have anything to add after all of this? No. Anything uh, before 2021 wraps up and we move on into the future? No, I mean, all I want to say, it's been a delight um, doing the game of the year episodes. Um, we have two. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've loved kind of looking back on the year of the games yep. that have been a lot to me. Uh, I've enjoyed doing the podcast with you for the past couple of months. Um, I'm glad we're going out on this year on this note. I'm excited for like this whole next year of a full year, a full calendar year of gaming for us to kind of dig into and talk about. Yeah. Just want to say I'm thankful for you. Uh, proud of you. Love you a lot. And oh. I'm, I'm just, uh, I've, it's been, I've enjoyed doing this a ton with you. Um, it, um, it, it brings back uh, listeners. I know none of y'all know, but we used to get dinner like every su- literally every Sunday for about three years. Yep. Um, and we would talk about games, life, um, everything. And this is like always a great um, highlight to my week. Just kind of do this again. And um, look at you. Yeah. Such Sorry. a sweetheart. What can it's, I say? Um, <laughs> it's been, <laughs> it has been it has been a lot of fun to be able to like do this regularly. And it's something that I very much look forward to. Like, you know, um, listeners, I mean, we very much appreciate every one of you that listen, um, whether you listen to one episode or you listen every episode. Um, we really appreciate the fact that you want to listen to us, but yeah, I mean it conversely, it's just kind of, it's a good fun opportunity for, Corey and I to connect and just, you know, keep like open communication between us and be mm-hmm. like have an intentional opportunity to just kind of like share what's going on and do, you know, kind of keep up to date with one another. So that has been probably one of the biggest benefits of being able to do this is just, you know, keeping up to date with you, Corey, and mm-hmm. um yeah. you know, sharing sharing some some new stuff, keeping keeping a part of each other's lives as we move on into old age. Ah, yes, the, you know, late 20s, old age, my back hurts. You, you, the late 20s, I will be in the early 30s before too long, sir. Worried about that when Um, we get there. Or the later 20s, as we like to call it. Um, But, Corey, so, I mean, going into 2022, it's a a mystery. You know, we have, uh, we, we have some stuff planned, but by and large, I mean, Expect next week. Just uh, yeah, we've been doing a lot of wrap ups. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Just kind of like get into mm-hmm. something new. But we want to talk about like what we're looking forward to. We want to talk about some other stuff. But you know, Corey, it's it's up in the air. Listeners, you guys can uh, look forward to a nice, nice, uh, nice fun surprise coming into twenty twenty two as you're going back into work and just the doldrums of the of the everyday as we go into the deep dark winter. Um, but Corey, <laughs> until then, um, where can people find you on the internet? Um, if they want to come you? find me and, uh, follow me over That's, if you want, I don't care. Um, I can, it sounded like also. a threat right. when you said it, sorry, but <laughs> no, um, no, um, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at now. Follow me over on Instagram at hash slinging thrasher or over on Twitter at stay thrashy. But again, as I said last episode, um, and every episode, it's always most important. Go follow arcade underscore cozy. Absolutely. Um, you can follow 
uh, Arcade Cozy on Instagram at Arcade Cozy. You can follow myself on Instagram at Four Point Pixel and on Twitter, Swiss One Joe. And of course, um, failed to mention this sometimes, but I feel proud whenever I remember it. Um, you can email us at uh, arcadecozy at gmail.com. Any comments, Ooh. concerns, um, please do not hesitate. Let us know. Um, we will get back to you. Um, yes. We will potentially read your question on the air. If it's mean, Maybe. we may tell everybody your name. Um, just kidding. We wouldn't we do won't. that, but we, um, we would no. just say we received a mean email and we didn't appreciate it. <laughs> um, also, you can leave uh, reviews now on Spotify. Um, yes. Do that. Please for do. Us. Yeah. Um, and uh, Music anywhere is else by that you get your Trying to be good. Yes. Yes. Uh, what else? What else do we have? What other things are we forgetting, Corey? Um, Voucher uh, saying. Yeah. What's Voucher. your What's your uh, astral sign, Corey? Throw it out. What you got? Pisces. Pisces. Yay! Uh, I, I think. Yeah. I'm Pisces. I'm, I'm Capricorn. So you know. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it means I don't know what it means for me either. Apparently, yeah. Um, Two fishies, but uh, (laughs) two fishies. Um, but yeah, Corey, this has been a lot of fun. We are heading off into the a purposeless winter now, and we're gonna we're gonna bring our listeners some warm, cozy vibes as we yes we drudge out into the dark. Yeah, um, but Corey, this is. Arcade Cozy. Um, life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? We will see you next In time, everybody. Yeah. Love you. Love y'all. Take Bye-bye. it easy. <laughs>